When's the last time you had an honest conversation about the money that you make? With anyone? If you've been humming along, continuing to charge prices that you set ages ago, this one's for you. If you've been too scared to raise your rates, this one's for you. If you want to find out what other people in your industry charge and get in on that action, this one's for you. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? With me, Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I'm going to do a little magic trick for you. First, I experience terrible, horrible, no good, very bad things that happen to entrepreneurs everywhere. And then I snap my fingers and I turn those experiences into the best stories, the craziest anecdotes and learning lessons for you to hear. How do I create all that magic? I'm a serial entrepreneur, coach, and speaker who runs the number one platform that helps mom entrepreneurs to build better businesses. Head to foundingmoms.com to see what I mean. This week, we're sharing because sharing is caring. I want to make sure that you're sharing what you charge with the people that work alongside you because you might just discover that you think you're charging what you should and you're not. When people start to share their rates with one another, good things happen. Last year, I joined a Zoom call with eight professional speakers specifically to discuss our rates. What didn't occur to me until I attended the call was that it was a first for me. I've been speaking professionally for over 11 years. Not once had I gotten together with folks in my field to ask what they're asking for. We decided to go around in a circle. One woman shared that she was being paid $1,500 per opportunity for a 45-minute talk. The next person shared that she was asking for $3,500, and she'd been working her way up to that number for years. The lowest figure discussed was $500, and the max was $8,500. That is, until Janine chimed in. She was visibly frustrated with us. Her tone was full of anger. She's not one to hold back, and hold back she did not. She said she was appalled by the numbers we were sharing. She'd known some of us for ages. She knew that our speaking services were worth way more than we were asking for. Her annoyance was not with us, she shared, but it was. She knew plenty of men in the business who couldn't get through a talk without stumbling or who mansplained their way through a workshop, and they were getting double and triple the numbers we were. She made the group of us promise that not a single one of us would ever ask for less than five figures ever again. The group response was not full of appreciation or joy or gratefulness. We were simply stunned. Stunned that there was a secret out there not one of us was ever privy to before. And stunned that no one had ever directed us to command higher fees. Maybe it was because women don't talk about money with one another. What do you think? I'm also part of an online forum for women in radio. There are thousands of us from around the U.S. who are there to seek advice, contribute gear tips, and swap contact info. A few weeks ago, 
a New Yorker posted that she was interested in producing a podcast for the very first time. She wondered how much people are being paid these days to produce one. The answers astonished a lot of us. Just like my previous experience, in this one, it began with a few women offering up that they're paid $500 or $750 or $900 per month or some per episode. But then higher paying producers started weighing in. They were getting $5,000 or $9,000 per month and some per episode. I'm confident that thousands of women raised their rates that day. The sentiment across the board was that we all had no idea. Why didn't people tell us? Why did we all assume that these low numbers were the same numbers used by everyone everywhere else? Is it the gang of people that we hang out with? Is it the Google searches that we're doing? How did the women who charged so little come to those numbers? And when they asked for those rates, why didn't a single listener come forward and tell her that she's charging too little? Some of these questions are rhetorical. Some are not. We're all so busy looking confident and successful on LinkedIn that we don't stop to ask each other how we're really doing. The largest communities that I know on Facebook, the ones with millions of members, have founders that are charging zero dollars for their memberships. There are content creators everywhere that give up their time in exchange for the hope of big bucks coming through. Maybe that's part of the problem. We see free so frequently that we don't stop to ask whether that would work for us. There's also a certain category of people that love to explain away why they charge so little. Ready for the list of excuses that I've heard from founders over the years? I haven't proven yet that people like my product or service. They'd never hire me if I charged that much. It feels better to charge something that people can afford. I don't know what my unique type of offering goes for, so I'm just gonna start low. That's what I've always charged. I don't do numbers. And my favorite, I'm just not there yet. Make it make sense. Because it doesn't make sense. And I say this as someone who's gone on the journey right alongside these women. When I launched The Founding Moms in 2010, I didn't charge a penny for three years. I was too scared to charge a group of people that I'd determined, in my own mind, didn't have any income. Because I didn't have any income. Those poor people wouldn't be able to get the support, the advice, the tools, and the other resources that I wanted them to have so badly. And then I conducted an informal survey of my growing membership. Annual household revenue? Well over $100,000. I was stunned. I'd been making an awful assumption about their bank accounts for so long. I upped my game the day after the survey results came out, and I began to charge a monthly fee. Almost all of them paid it. If I had a magic wand for the business world, I'd wave it at every person I meet and make sure that they're checking in with the folks who are charging for products and services within their industries. I'd make sure that they have honest conversations about what they're charging and why. I'd ask them to share what makes them so uncomfortable about these types of conversations, what fears it brings up for them, what stories they tell themselves, 
what their relationship with money is and what they want it to be. These are conversations we should all be having on a regular basis. If you've been sitting in your cute little pricing silo and have no idea what's going on around you, it's time to ask. You don't call, you don't write. Why not do both? Text or call me at 708-872-7878 and leave me a message so I can talk to you in a future episode. Then go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover these entrepreneurial stories so that they can build better businesses. Shout out to accountants, bookkeepers, financial advisors, Aaron Rice and Lindsay Obermeyer for making this podcast with me. And hey, thanks to you for listening. I'll see you next week. <laughs>